Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. I'm joined by Jonah and Josh here. We're going to talk some fantasy football, some regular football stuff. Um, it's going to be a good time. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good over here. Yeah, doing all right. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Um, so do you guys want to introduce yourself to my audience or whatever? Um, just what you guys do, where they can like find you and stuff? Okay, well, uh, we're JJ Talks. Uh, Jonah and Josh, obviously. <laughs> uh we just started about two weeks ago with our podcast, so we don't have a big fan base, but you can find us on Facebook under JJ Talks. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at JJ Talks Pod, and we post our show to Anchor, and it gets uploaded to uh, Apple, Spotify, and we even post it on YouTube, too. Sick. Oh, awesome, guys. Um, yeah, I've been trying to get into that YouTube game stuff, because it's just easy to like translate that stuff, right? You just kind of take the file and move it over. Um, and I watch a lot of my, like, podcasts and stuff on YouTube anyway, so it, it, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I like having, like, a little bit of, um, like, even, like, a little bit of video, or, like, to go with my audio, you know, if, if I'm not, like, out and about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I Jonah that. watches all of his stuff on YouTube, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, okay, cool. All right, so that's some good introductions, good stuff. Um, so let's get into some questions that I've got for you guys. I've asked these first two to the... Three people have talked about fantasy football so far, so I'm curious to get your opinions. Um, what do you guys think about Derrick Henry? Is he like a top five guy, top five running back, top three, you know, guy overall, or where where is he at for you guys? Josh, you want this one first? Yeah, sure, I'll take him. Um, you know, I think he's just a better running back overall when you're talking like football sense. As far as fantasy goes, he's not someone that I look forward to drafting. You know, he doesn't have really have like that high pat like cat uh pass catching form you know mm-hmm. but overall just in like football terms itself i do think he's a top five back i mean you don't find that many guys around that have like a, just that power rushing ability to just hit someone and take over and just break the tackle just going right through him you know everyone else is just like really elusive and have to juke around him but derrick henry's gonna punch you in the fucking mouth <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean he'll definitely punch you in the mouth for sure <laughs> yeah, the time to be able to get out of the backfield, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, and like, uh, if we're going with this year, it looks like he's going in the first round. So yeah. I definitely wouldn't be taking him. But if it was like no one would happen at the end of last year, mm-hmm. I definitely would have taken him, you know, where he was going to like bottom second, early third. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. What What do you, uh, what do you guys, uh, what, is that like a consensus for you guys or like what? Um, I'm pretty, pretty similar in that one. If, if I had to give him like a placement, I'd say he will easily, even in fantasy, be top ten by the end of the league or end of the year. I think that's pretty safe to say. If I'd probably go more on top five because he is such the heart and soul of that Titans offense. Everything runs through him. So just based off of workload alone, he's gonna get his even if he doesn't have that much of a pass catching ability. However, I think the lack of pass catching would keep him from being in that top three range. But I think top five is probably where he'll end up. Interesting. Um, so you think top five running back or overall, or is that what would I'd one say? Yeah. Yeah. Overall in fantasy wise, mm-hmm. I would say he'd probably yeah. end up top five by the end of the year. 
Okay, interesting. Are you concerned at all about Jack Conklin leaving and the right side of that line being inexperienced and new? Yes. I'd, very yeah, much. Yeah, I'm a little concerned because Conklin is such a like impact right tackle mm-hmm. um, or tackle, I should say. But I do think that line just in general is pretty much known for run blocking. And their pass blocking is kind of eh, but like whoever they bring in, it's just gonna be all right. If as long as you can run block, then really care about. So I think they'll it'll be good enough for Derek Henry to go because really he just needs a little bit of a lane and then he's gonna truck the rest of the people in front of him. So if if they just work a little bit well, I think he'll still be able to make an impact. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying um, in terms of once he gets up to speed, he's able to rock stuff like you know being a Jaguars fan. I've seen that shit. Too many times for my, my <laughs> the goodness of my health, right? Yeah, so I've seen those um, Thursday night games. Yes, those Thursday night games are super fun. We always have a good time there. It's really good uniforms, <laughs> really good football. Um, the one time I actually did get down to Jacksonville for a game, the final score was ten six. So I um awesome. yeah, I've just been rewarded. It was oh, a really wow. good time. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. It was actually <laughs> it was twenty eighteen, I think. It was right after they beat the Patriots too. They lost the Patriots in the championship the AFC championship game. Then they played them in week two, they beat the shit out of them. And they went home, and then the Titans beat them ten to six, and the rest of the year was trash. Anyway, um, I uh, so Derrick Henry is I, maybe just because I'm like a conservative guy, like in terms of like playing for, especially my first like three or four picks. I want to get someone who I know is going to be like good and not boomer bust. Derrick Henry definitely feels like a boomer bust guy for me. You know, once he gets up to speed, right, he's good. I think that just heavily depends on the offensive line. And if the offensive line's worse this year, and you know, he doesn't have a complete breakout year, which last year was a complete breakout year. I think he's, you know, probably struggles to be in the top 10 of running backs this year. I'm, I'm just not convinced that, you know, his, um, the loss they suffered on the offense, the fact that he had a career year last year, the fact that he really needs a good offensive line to get out there because he stopped anywhere around the, the, um, like like three yards ahead of the line of scrimmage, he's not going anywhere. He needs to build up, like, uh, you know, a lot. So um, th- those are like my main gripes with him. And I, j- I just feel like um, getting 300 touches again. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's going to happen, um, especially if they find someone else to fill the Deion Lewis, you know, role. Like you said, he's not a pass catcher, so someone's going to fill that role. I think, right? Um, there's just a lot of things that I don't like about him. Just as I don't know, as a guy, it doesn't feel safe. Like, don't you want to? You, you don't want to miss on your first round or your first round pick, right? If you do, that that like really sinks you. And he feels like a boomer bust guy more than anyone else, more than McCaffrey, more than Saquon, more than Zeke, more than Kamara, like more than those guys, right? Or am I, or am I wrong? My off base. No, I think I'm I'm there with you. And like, uh, just last year alone, the Titans had a stupid amount of red zone efficiency. I think they had the best one, and I think it was. I can't exactly remember the stats for it, but it was mm. historical, like how good they were in the red zone. It was basically if they got in the red zone, they were going to touchdown. They weren't just kicking field goals. They were going to touchdowns. And that's just uh, just something you won't be able to keep up. I mean, you're keeping with the same players the following year. And then, like I said, the, the loss of the tackle. Yeah. And I just <laughs> – I think Jonah and I agree that Ryan Tannehill just isn't that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah. they got pretty fortunate with the, the yak with A.J. Brown. Like, I, mm-hmm. what was the average depth of his throw? It was, like, probably, like, <laughs> somewhere, like, around 10 yards or something. But I don't know. AJ Brown, yeah. <laughs> like, racked up just a stupid amount of yak and I, mm-hmm. probably covered his ass pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback, but he's not someone who's going to win you games. Like, I agree, like, the offense kind of runs through the running game. I think more the offensive line than the running back, but that's that's personally me. And just looking, I looked quick at teamrankings.com. I hope this is reliable, but um, in 2019, the Titans had a 77.36% of red zone efficiency yeah. for touchdowns, and the next team was Green Bay with 67. 
um, yep. which is like a pretty major it's jump. A massive like, drop off. Going yeah, too, um, right? yeah. I mean, Tennessee was seventy-seven, and like the the tenth team was Minnesota with sixty. It's just it's, it's a high, really high number compared to the other teams. So you're right about that. I, I didn't know that. That's interesting for sure. But I do I do think they can still be efficient in the red zone with, in terms of, passing. I think more than defense, more than running the ball to be honest. But you know that's, I mean, game script and all that other stuff comes into play. You know, we we can we can hardly predict that stuff, right? Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Which one of you guys is the Titans fan? Sorry, I know, or a secondary Titans fan. Sorry, not not a not an actual. That's fan. that's me. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Which? Well, sorry. That is that. I you guys. I don't know your names and your voices. Yeah. Is that Joe? Is that Jonah? <laughs> Jonah. Yeah. That's Jonah. Yeah. Okay. That's Jonah. Okay. Jonah. I got yeah, you. All right. Jonah's the, the only guy. I hate. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, I'm Falcons primary, and yeah. honestly, the only, yeah. like, because someone asked me, like, hey, if you had to pick an AFC team, what would it be? And at the time, this was, like, many years ago, I was like, I mean, I don't know. I don't watch AFC very much. And at that time, like, a month later, I went to Nashville on a trip. Oh, cool. And just because I love the city of Nashville, I was like, all right, I'll be a Titans fan. And by that time, <laughs> Derrick Henry got drafted, and I'm an Alabama fan, too. So I was oh, like, all cool. right, well, this works. That, that's easy. That's good shit. Yeah. I, I heard well, that was a perfect time for you. Place. Yeah. I still haven't been. Heard good things about Nashville, though. That, that's fair. Um, okay, is there anything else on Derrick Henry, or is that we cover that decently well? I feel like we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Cool, perfect. All right, so the next one, which I think is a little more controversial, is um, is Lamar Jackson worth a first-round pick? What do you guys think? Well, um, I'm kind of curious as to this. Like, is it a uh, – are we talking like Superflex? So, yeah, I mean, Superflex, I think he's definitely a first-round pick, so we don't even need to touch okay, that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, just uh, – I mean, obviously Superflex, but if you're in Dynasty League, I think he's worth it just because uh, – I mean, you're going to get good quarterback play for what? What do we expect? Like seven, eight years? Like I, I expect around the same like time span of uh, of Cam Newton, where he was he had the, the dominant rushing ability, and he doesn't have to have to like dominate through the passing game because he's just so efficient on the ground. And I think that's that alone is worth it. And you don't have to worry about the QB position for another like, minimum four to five years. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's sir. I think. What do you what do you mean in a, just like a regular redraft league though like a twelve man like half point PPR just like like a regular um like league like that what what do you think? I don't know anything about redrafts actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just, all right, no worries. I just actually joined my first dynasty league this past season. Oh, and, cool. Uh, so I'm getting my first like real experience of with that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've I've had like experiences with, like just any other league but dynasty to be honest. No, that, that's that's fair. I mean, I think I haven't done like a, an official dynasty league in a while, but I, I like that stuff a lot. I think Lamar is good, like you said, for not not the normal length of a quarterback, like a Russell Wilson would probably get you for his entire career. But yeah, something like Cam, like he doesn't feel like he's going to last as long as, um you know, other quarterbacks do. Right. Just because of the nature of the position. And I mean, he's got RG3 who, you know, could could play his vision theoretically in the next like few years or whatever, if they get rid of him or he gets hurt or anything like that. So, I mean, they have you know, another option, right? It's not like we're... And Lamar's just so... Uh, the reason I bring that up is because Lamar's so good in that system, right? Like, I think that's one of the reasons why he was so successful last year. It's because they built everything around him. They did a really good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if he ever changes or anything ever happens to him, he gets hurt. You know, it's it's not like um he's as... I mean, he's essential, but, like, it, it can it can really throw off his game if he ever leaves or they change the system up or anything like that happens or he gets hurt, right? And he's definitely more mm-hmm. prone than another quarterback. So, yeah, I get what you're saying with the time span. And it doesn't really seem like he's hit his prime because even if Cam, <laughs> it's true. like, it's uh, true. yeah, it, it took Cam four years to get his MVP, and Lamar's already got that under his belt. So uh, I think <laughs> I, I think it's uh, <laughs> completely possible that he can repeat, like maybe not even get MVP, but like just have some sort of the same success. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, do you guys both just do Dynasty, or is, um, or uh, do you guys have another opinion? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just kind of just uh, do, like, the, I guess, normal, like, hometown, like, 10-team and 12-team yeah, gotcha. teams. Yeah, and then, uh, the Every now and then I'll join, like, a, like a like a league and just one of like the the CBS groups or the fantasy footballer groups. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Okay, I got you. That, that's that's fair. Okay. All right. Well, we can move on to the next one. Um, if you guys are ready for that. Um, so I guess we can talk. We can do this one more for Dynasty then. Um, I had which rookies do you think will be the most impactful this year in fantasy football? But if you guys if you want to talk about like which guys you think are like good Dynasty holds or good Dynasty picks this year, we can talk about that too for sure. Um. I mean, I, I actually had mine written out for who I think could sure, make yeah, an impact this year. Yeah, I got three of them. Um, one of them is I think most people's like top receiver coming into Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Really liked him coming in, and I think in terms of his situation, mm-hmm. and all this depends on the development of Drew Locke. But he's going into a situation where he doesn't have to be the number one guy, um, and I think that will help him he can like and i don't think he's going to come in and be wide receiver one automatically of course but mm. a solid wide receiver three possibly even a wide receiver two if drew lock can pass the ball a lot mm. i think that's a nice spot for him jk dobbins i like a lot too because just in that offense even though mark ingram is there you know and even with dynasty i think this will work very well too because mark ingram is you know he's not he, he hasn't been used too much because he also split carries with alvin kamara back in new yeah. orleans but he is still like 31 now, and I think J.K. Dobbins is more of a elusive pass catching back compared to Mark Ingram, who's a little bit more of a power back. So I think just because they run so much in that offense, he'll be utilized a lot. So I think he can right. make an impact. Yeah. And then my third guy is a guy that, funnily, I think is kind of getting underrated, despite he was the top pick in the draft, Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. I actually like him a good bit for that offense, simply because. One, Oakland has a bad defense, despite the additions they made this offseason. And when you're facing teams like the Chiefs and the Broncos, who I think will be improved, you're going to have to throw the ball a lot, even though they want to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. They're still Mm going to have to throw it because they're going to get down. So I think that'll help him about a bit. And just him coming into that team, they're so lacking talent in the receiver position that I think... (laughs) Henry Ruggs jumps in there as the number one option, just like alone. And a lot of people like to say he's just a deep threat. I don't really agree. I think he can be used a lot, whether it be just quick slants, a little drag routes. They're going to find a way to get the ball in his hand because he's so fast. And I think because of that and him being pretty much the number one wide receiver option there right away, he'll do better in fantasy than people I think are giving him credit for. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. All right, I want to I wanna go through those those three real quick, because I, I agree with most of what you said. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely, for the first thing, Jerry Judy, I definitely had um, coming out of the draft as my favorite draft prospect. I don't think he landed in the most favorable position. I think Michael Pittman actually um, added like the receivers yes. that I really liked. He, yeah, he landed in a really good spot in Indy. Um, I, I think he's probably has like one of the best spots. I think, honestly, though, um, Jerry Judy could have, he could be, the, I mean, I like Cortland Sutton a lot. He's good, but I think Jerry Judy could be the number one receiver there. Um, this year even, he, I think he's that talented, but, um, I, I totally get what you're saying about Drew Locke. I have no idea how to grade him, like, going forward, like, he played, what, like, five games last year? I, and I wasn't super hyped on him coming in, so I'm not, like, 100% sure on what's gonna happen with that situation, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Jerry Judy a lot, uh, in Dynasty, so much more than, than in, uh, in this, this upcoming year, but, yeah, definitely, he, he seems like someone 
who's who's good and uh i probably agree with most of the stuff he said except for the the things i mentioned um with jk dobbins uh he's definitely interesting because like we said with lamar you know that system is its own beast right and it like focuses on what it's good at which is running the ball and using lamar's like play action and him running the ball generally stuff like that um i think another running back a good running back like dobbins really fits in really well the thing that you said about um mark ingram is definitely true he's actually 30 he's gonna be 31 in december so it's not it's not actually that close he's only yeah which is i was surprised i thought he was like 32 to be honest but it feels that way because like you said he's been playing so much but he hasn't rushed the ball you know that much right he hasn't taken that many hits i see he's only rushed over 200 yards or over 200 uh rushing attempts four times in his career and two of those were 205 and 202 so like not 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 a lot of tread on those tires but every time he gets over 200 he is over like a thousand yards so it's a pretty good bet there if he's able to get there, um, even even if he's 31 next year. I mean, um, but yeah, long term definitely J.K. Dobbins sh- should fit in there. If they keep the same mold up with Lamar, he's going to be a, a star just because of volume and a really good defense still that'll make them run the ball when they're ahead because I think they'll be ahead a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I like that situation a lot too. Is there any other running back that you you like better, or is Dobbins your guys like number one? Um, I yeah, you know, I think he's in a good situation, but. Mm-hmm. I think that long-term Jonathan Taylor, just because of the mm-hmm. length spot, he's behind a great O-line, and I don't think he, I don't think it will start out being the number one. I know that uh, Frank Wright already said that he wants to do a, a one-two punch with Mac and him, but I think as the season goes along, Jonathan Taylor will become the number one, and then after this year, Max deals up, and I think it's going to be all Jonathan Taylor after that. Mm-hmm. So you don't think AJ Dillon's going to be the best guy in five years? Come on, what are you talking about, dude? He's the guy. <laughs> I actually do really like AJ Dillon, but um, I mean, we just had a Derrick Henry talk, so <laughs> yeah, they kind of feel very similar. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's interesting. Uh, what do you think of a uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire? Is he someone who's going to be impactful this year? I think he'll have the most immediate impact because, like a uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, it won't be this year that I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. It will be next year. So if I'm in Dynasty, I definitely want him because uh, Mark Ingram is in his final year with the Ravens, and mm-hmm. I think the Dobbins will just eventually take over the role, kind of like how Taylor's going to go take over the role next year. But uh, Clyde Edwards <laughs> Hilaire, sure. he, I know the speculation as to where, whether or not he'll be the number one or if he'll be in the timeshare. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, Andy Reid wants to have an all-purpose back. Yeah, for he sure. Wants to have one, he wants to rely on one person. He wants his Brian Westbrook. You know, he wants his DeMarco Murray. And I think he's got that with him. And I think he's going to be an immediate uh three down back okay cool the highest yeah yeah no i i mean i i I probably agree he's i think the only running back that deserved a first round pick in the nfl draft because i don't think running backs are that um i think they're pretty interchangeable unless they're like a a guy who's more than you know a running back like christian mccaffrey or him or saquon i think even um but yeah yeah um that 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 makes a lot of sense um the last we both feel bad for deandre swift yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I talked to I talked to like two or three Lions fans, um, and they're just saying it's gonna be like a split field. I thought Carryon was the guy. What what happened? Like he was. It's only yeah, been, it's I only his third year, too. right? It was. So, yeah. I was very confused on draft day. Um, to, yeah, like, to be I honest, under, I understood he was going through some injuries, but I mean, yeah. I still thought in his time when he was on the field, he was doing very well. And mm-hmm. to spend a second round pick on a running back when you have so many other holes on your team, yeah. that kind of absolutely. Me. Yeah, I. I that I totally agree. I mean, I think they're trying to. I think they've got like a defense that they like. Patricia likes at least. But I mean, you you could take like someone easy in the second round, like a lineman. I know there was a, lot, a good lineman who went like late in the second round that I was like not happy that he went so late. But whatever. There's got like Josh. Was it Josh Jones? Josh Jacobs? 
one of that well, that lineman that uh, I forget where I think he went to Arizona. But there were guys yeah, that could have taken. Yeah, Josh Jones in the Josh, third round. That's it. Yeah, like so, dude, like why are you so. taking a running back when there's a, like a top rated lineman on on the board? I just it boggles my mind, dude. Um, and there's plenty of the ones on the market right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think running backs are pretty replaceable. So unless you like really like a guy in the first or second round, I'm not ever gonna take him. Maybe Leonard Fournette's really like fucked with my running back. Um. You know, judgment and stuff like that, and taking them in the draft. Or we could have had McCaffrey or Mahomes or any other player besides in that draft besides Fortnite. Anyway, doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm just gonna be really mad about that for the rest of my life. Um, the the last guy that you mentioned was Rugs, and he's interesting. Do you like him as a prospect overall? Do you just like the situation he's in? There were only two places that, in terms of situation, I really liked, and it was the Raiders where he got picked, and then the 49ers. Okay. Outside of those two spots, I wasn't too high on him. I, I mean, I even going in did not expect him to go with the number one wide yeah. receiver taken yeah. off the board. Ugh. That shocked me. I expected yeah. him to be third. Mm-hmm. And like I had an idea that the Raiders could probably take him with their second first round pick. Mm-hmm. Instead, they take that corner, yeah. which that's an entirely different. Damon Arnett, right? <laughs> I think it's a Damon yeah. Arnett, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I like where he is. In terms of prospect, like I said, I still had Judy above him and I had right. CD above him. But in terms of his situation and just who's around him, I do like it. Yeah, that makes sense. I also want to echo that you said that he's not a, just a speed guy. I totally agree with that. Even though I don't like Ruggs that much as a receiver, especially in this really, really good class, um, I think he's definitely more than just like a Darius Hayward Bay like speed guy. He's definitely more than that. I, I 100% yeah. agree with that. Um, I'm just looking – I want to look at the Raiders' depth chart for – um, their wide receiver, because all I'm, like, thinking is, like, him and, uh, the guy who has the same name as a baseball player. And <laughs> no, I'm totally blanking. They got Tyrell Williams, I think, is still there. Yeah, Tyrell Williams is there. True, Yuck. That's true. And then, yeah, that's pretty gross. Um, and then the other guy, that I'm pretty sure he's, like, white, um, which is... Hunter Renfro. Like, Hunter Renfro, that's it. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. He's a good player. Um, yeah, okay, I'm looking at Tyrell Williams, um, Henry Ruggs, Renfro, Brian Edwards, who I like, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty barren. It's uh, just a lot of young guys and Tyrell Williams, who I think is like 27, uh, 28. So yeah, not 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 super young. Yeah, I mean that, that makes a lot of sense in, in terms of fantasy next year. You want to get the targets. I think a lot of guys, like you said, there weren't a lot of good like options for guys to fall. Like Justin Jefferson has to deal with. I think two wide receivers, not not just not just um you know the one in Minnesota. I think Ole B.C. Johnson is someone who'll have to deal with. Um, Pittman has to deal with T.Y. Hilton, but I think that's good for him. You know, in in uh whatever uh Cincinnati. We have like three or four receivers, depending on if AJ Green is healthy. You know, there's a lot of guys that landed in spots that don't have this like lack of a depth chart that Henry Ruggs does have. So I I, I understand that and I agree with that for sure. Um, do you guys not what like Damon Arnett? Oh, sorry, God. I was gonna say, what do you think of Lamb and his? Like, um, spot? I think CD Lamb landed. I've said this like a billion times. I, I should repeat it though, um, because it's it's worth repeating. CD Lamb landed in the perfect spot. I didn't like him as a prospect coming out because I thought he'd have to take on the outside and be like a like. A number one for a team, but now that he's filling in the Randall Cobb role, I think he's going to have probably like an easy 800, easy 800 yards, easy eight touchdowns this year. Like I think, I think he's he's in a perfect spot for for his uh, play set or his like build, yeah, his his ability to play. Yeah, I agree because uh, they don't have Cobb anymore and they lost Witten. Yeah, and those two alone had 83 targets each, mm-hmm. so that's 166 targets just for anyone to grab. Yeah, I, I, mean, think it's, I think it's easy we can see Lamb get a hundred of those. Right. If you watch film too, like um, Randall Cobb was like a decently important whenever he played. He was an important part of part of that offense, and I think CD Lamb's a better yeah. version 
currently, I, I think he's going to be very important to the offense. And if they throw for, you know, however many yards Dak can throw this year, I think I think he'll be a worthwhile guy to grab. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Wait, uh, I want, I'm sorry, I want to ask about Dar- Darnett. Do you guys not like him? Damon Arnett, the guy, the cornerback that they're, they're, I'm pretty sure the Raiders drafted him, right? Yeah, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like him. I, on my board, I did not have him as a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I was quite shocked he got taken that high. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had him more, like, he was rising draft boards that I'd seen leading up to the draft. Mm-hmm. And I had him probably more as a late second, early third. Mm-hmm. I, there were just other corners on the board I probably would have taken sure. instead of, like, I, the, um, the Vikings took one late. That I like. Yeah. Um, the, um, yeah. Let me pull up the draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I know. Um, Kendall, not Kendall Fuller or Kyle Fuller, the guy who went to the um, God, it's been so long since the draft. But the uh, yeah, the guy who went to the I Titans, right? Um, he in the second round, Kristen Fulton. He was a guy who yeah. had is like the, my first, yeah. my second quarterback, he, I think. Yeah. I, I probably would have dropped, like switched them. Like Damon yeah. Arnett would have yeah. gone where he went, mm-hmm. and then Fulton would have gone where Arnett went. I was shocked that Ar- I was shocked that Fulton dropped as far as he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I actually really like Damon Arnett. Um, I think it was a little early, just honestly, though, just in front of um, Kristen Fulton. He was the only guy I had him from. Uh, yeah. Tra- uh, Trayvon Diggs went kind of late, which I was surprised at. It was a good cornerback class, though, so I'm not it was, like yeah. super um, like I wasn't like super upset or super surprised. But especially, you know, the Jags got CJ Henderson, who I like. But um, I think Fulton would have been a better fit. But anyway, that's I'm just curious about Arnett because I I know a lot of attention was obviously paid to the other cornerback on the other side of the field, Nakuda. But watching Arnett's film, he was, I mean, I, it's hard for you know I watch film and I think I've got something you know read, but I'm also not a professional scout in any you know respect or anything like that. But I think I think he showed a lot of really really good attributes, um, and I, I was kind mm-hmm. of excited to see him go early like that. I don't think it was too much of a reach, but um, going in front of like a two guys that I like better was. Was something interesting yeah i was just curious how you guys feel yeah and i will also say that just in a general sense with the draft it the term reach is very just <laughs> improper like we're yeah. basing this off of like media pundits and like mel right. kuyper and all these guys that have these giant boards and while i think he possibly could have been later if i am a firm believer that if that's your guy you get your guy yeah, so if the raiders really yeah. believe that much in arnett and they want him to be their new cb1 then by all means get him yeah i i totally agree with that logic same thing in fantasy football too take your guy whenever you get the chance to yeah, I, 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 same thing. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, if we're ready, we can get into some Falcons questions because I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> I don't talk too much about the Falcons, to be honest. Um, probably should more, but anyway, okay. Let's, let's talk about Calvin Ridley. Is, is he going to overtake Julio like this year or next year or like when, when is that eventually going to happen? I don't even think that if it does happen, I don't think it's even within the next three years, to be honest. Interesting. Okay. Just because I still yeah, think that maybe yeah. it's just a homer me or just loving Julio actually, but I just don't see Ridley as the same as Julio. Like Julio is just just this big, powerful, powerful, speedy mm. receiver, and Calvin is just not that. I mean, I just I only see him as he's he's fast, he's good with his routes, but that's about it to be honest. This is not the homerism I was expecting out of you guys. Damn. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Well, I think we're actually honest Falcons fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Just like After so much so. years of disappointment, we just have to be honest at this point. Yeah, yeah I, I, I understand. Twenty three is an inside joke for us now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, I went to I went to New Orleans last year, and I saw 20, 28 to three all over the place. That's just fucking insane to me. Like they weren't even involved. Like what the fuck, dude? We're not that petty yeah. in New York. Like I didn't think they were that. Fuck, dude, that's crazy. Sorry. I, go ahead. <laughs> 
for me, just based off of like how Julio has been the past few years, I have not seen any type of decline, really. Mm-hmm. He's still the same fast and physical guy that he's been ever since he came into the league. And with the way his contract is structured, I mean, for the next like three or four years, I still think he will be the top guy. Mm-hmm. And with Ridley, I don't think we've seen him burst on the scene just yet. I think last year, had he stayed healthy the whole time, he could have had his first thousand yard season. I'm actually projecting he will get that this year. Mm-hmm. And I do like Ridley a lot. And I think eventually when Julio finally does to retire, which will be a very sad day for Falcons fans, <laughs> um, I think Ridley can be that wide receiver one. But the the type of receiver that the Falcons have a receiver one will be different because with Julio, he's one of those guys that he'll run those curl routes, those comeback routes and out muscle everybody with Ridley. It'll be all about he's going to kill you with his route running. So in that sense, he's just different. I do think he can take that wide receiver one spot, but it won't be until Julio is probably retired. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like, I mean, Ridley hasn't, it's only been two years. Although, I mean, it looks like Julio's only five years older than him, which I guess that makes sense. Well, that's kind of shocking to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it I mean, it's I don't know when Ridley's birthday is, but he's he's twenty five and Julio's thirty. Like, yeah, Ridley man. came out as a very old rookie. Yeah, he's older than I expected. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just hearing a lot of hype about um, Ridley's is the reason why I asked. I'm just hearing so much hype about him. Um, I'm not sure where he's going in drafts. Like, if I want to look, I can look that up real quick. But um, yeah, I just I feel like you know. It just it makes sense like thematically or narr- narratively, right? Like like Julio's you know on his way out, we got this new receiver coming in, and I I thought he was a lot closer than I, and then it appears. I mean, I know Julio is like probably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Like I I, I would say that for sure. It, even still, um, he's one of the only guys I think left out of those the three like him, Antonio Brown, and Odell. That's always you know I, I remember that comparison for like you know three years they were like the best guys, and it seems like Julio is the only one to keep it up, but. Um, you know, I thought he, as he get older, Ridley would be there, but you guys don't think, do you think it'll ever happen when they're on the field together? If Ridley and Julio play together the whole career, do you think there'll ever be a point then when Ridley is better? I mean, if Julio doesn't retire within the next four yeah. years, then next two years, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I go like, <laughs> I would say a minimum three years. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause okay. like, yeah. like Jonas said, you know, we haven't seen that drop off then. He's still averaging, you know, more than 1300 yards a year. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, his his last his last year stats were, I mean, in 29, he was only 29 a year ago. God, I thought he was a lot older, man. <laughs> this is, like, really fucking, fucking with me, which, which is a good thing, though. I mean, that's definitely a good thing. Then but, really didn't mean, really was having kind of a down year for a, a second-year receiver who was looking to, to do better because yeah. he didn't exactly perform until after two things, after the Sanu trade to the Patriots mm-hmm. and after Hooper's injury. It took both of those things for him to actually – Right. Start getting those targets. And mm-hmm. even then, uh, he still only got 93 targets for the whole year. And then you have Russell Gates behind him, who's getting 74, who's also looking to take a step up. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. The first time I heard that name, Russell Gage, was like a few weeks ago. Um, I, I didn't really, I didn't know anything about him. Um, is, is he someone that we should really be looking out for, like in terms of fantasy? I mean, in like your deeper leagues, yeah. And I, I think on your normal weeks, he might be a, a healthy scratch for mm-hmm. your flex, you know, depending on your injuries or your bye weeks or anything. But uh, I'm just kind of scared about the hype going around, really. Like, I do think he, he could get over 1,000 yards this year. Mm-hmm. But seeing Hayden Hurst come in and Matt Ryan talk very, very highly of him, mm-hmm. and I do believe he's a good pass catcher. Uh, it's just a matter of health. But if he does stay healthy, does he immediately take Cooper's 97 targets? Mm-hmm. It's... 
It's really sketchy for me. It's too too uh, He's going too high for me to, to draft him at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was gonna. So I found. Um. I just like Yahoo or whatever. Uh, Julio's the fourth ranked wide receiver on them, like total whatever. And Calvin's the sixteenth. He's in company with Amari Cooper, Juju, DJ Moore, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker, Terry McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, Robert Woods. Do you think he fits in with those guys? Uh, I think he fits in with the bottom of the go with those okay. guys. Like, uh, yeah. I think out of that group, I would want uh, DJ Moore or Robert Woods or Cooper Cup over Calvin. To be honest. Uh huh. Yeah, I I would too. Even Amari, like I know he ha- he's like on and off, but you know I know on his home games he's gonna get over two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Mm. Do you guys have? Uh, D- do you think you have, do you think uh, DK Metcalf will do better or Calvin next year? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, um, I, I like I'm, I'm, one. I'm pretty close on that. I think I like DK a lot, but um, I, but I, I do like DK close. a lot, and I think if we're basing it off of just improvement in a general sense. I think we'll see DK improve more. Yeah. But I do think just with how the Falcons offense is, I think we could see Ridley having a better statistical year. Okay. Yeah, because the the Falcons had the most targets of any team last year, and I don't think it's going to change because we're not making any big changes, and we still have the same offensive coordinator. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get started on the Kirk Cutter debate because I hate him so much. <laughs> There's so many issues I have with Kirk Cutter, yeah. and it would be a long, yeah. long episode. Okay, that's that's. Hey, I mean, if you want to talk, I'm down to listen. But if you don't want to, that's cool too. He sucks. <laughs> that's good. Um, okay, all right. So the next question: um, Is Hayden Hurst going to be a better or worse option for fantasy than Austin Hooper was, like last year or even the year before? Like, w- do you think they'll be the same, or what do you think is going to happen? I am very can I think I can fairly safely say he will have a worse year than Hooper simply because Hooper is a much more volume pass catcher, you know, just like do you, do you think he'll be less volume for the tight end this year? Um yeah, I will I don't think it depends on really how Kirk Cutter uses tight ends, which again, Kirk Cutter who knows what he's going to do. <laughs> um but with the way that Hayden Hurst works, he's a seems to be at least because we haven't seen that much of him yet. Right. He seems to be much more of a vertical threat than like. So like he's going to try to get deep shots down the field, not so much your go to guy on third down, which Mm -hmm. is what Hooper was. So because of that, I think we're going to see less targets for him and less like very easy catches, which is what Hooper kind of had. Like it'd be like third and 15 and he just gets a dump off for like Mm -hmm. 11 yards. So because of that, I I would say that Hooper, at least based off last year, Hayden Hurst won't really have the same as that dude did you guys know that hayden hurst is one year older than austin hooper jesus christ i'm all over here with these ages bro i don't know what's happening <laughs> what the fuck jesse's got the age stats right dude here. i mean well it's, it's like kind of blowing mind. he's he's a he's a two-year rookie and austin hooper's you know on a second contract the, the second highest paid uh tight end next year fuck dude that's crazy to me sorry no i mean it looks like you know in terms of we haven't seen Hayden Hurst going out. Yeah, I mean, his the most targets he has was 39 last year. Yeah, and he's seen, you know, 39 uh, targets, 30 receptions. It's a, it's a pretty good, you know, rate. But I, I assume a lot more of those are, um, you know, uh, I guess vertical, but um, he doesn't get as many options. So, yeah, I mean, God, he Hooper had 97 targets last year. And so yep. it's like times as many. Yeah. So you said that the offensive coordinator does just like kind of throws out whatever he wants. He's unpredictable. Is that is that kind of the, the shtick from him? So... Dirk, the I issue with Dirk Cutter is passing play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So one, he has like no running game. So there's like almost no threat of a running game. Running backs I mean, go to fail, which is why. Now, right? <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I don't know how Todd Gurley's going to do. I'd love to see Todd Gurley do great. Yeah. I can't guarantee it. Yeah. And he also is very bad about he'll take a player, and this player is known for this one thing, and he'll make him, in terms of the plays that he draws up for him, do the exact opposite. Like the amount of times last year (laughs) that I saw Calvin Ridley running a deep post in double coverage, and he has to jump up and try to be physical with it, blew my mind. Like, that's not Ridley's game. That's Julio's game. It's just, uh, yeah. I, like, yeah. Like, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I, I totally understand what you're saying coming from the Jaguars' perspective. I, I, I've i seen that many times. Um, yeah, where guys are just, like, out of position, and, and they don't know how to use people's strengths. Totally get that. Um, <laughs> that does suck to hear, because I'm a huge Hayden Hurst fan, and I really want him to do well. But um, I mean, well, I, I still think he could do well. He's, yeah, he's still right, right. But but nowhere near, nowhere near the level, or like close to the level of Hooper, right? Just because of the targets, maybe, or just because of the skill set, or is is that the the main difference? Sorry, I want to make sure I'm. I, I could see specifically. I, okay, so I think he'll get less catches, and he might have less targets depending on how Russell Gage improves. But I yeah, do think Russell we'll Gage see more man. impact. We'll see more impact plays down the field than okay. Hooper. Cool. All right. Cool. That's good. Devin Hooper was already the number one tight end until his injury, and even then, he still sure. finished you know seventh overall. Oh yeah, it's just he a was, matter of fact of that ceiling was just so high, mm-hmm. and I do think that he he could have the talent to get there. But I'm just looking at it like betting wise, I would just take the under on that. <laughs> okay, I I would probably as well. That that makes sense. Um, wait, man. Well, it seems like Austin Hooper is the 14th overall tight end. That's interesting in Cleveland. Anyway, hey, Nurse is 11. That's interesting. Anyway, sorry, too much of a tangent. Um, okay. So, uh, this I guess this question, the next one I had is kind of, you know, I guess a little bit addressing the offensive coordinator, a little bit talking about that. I just wanted to know what the fuck's going on with Dan Quinn, like back to back seven and nine seasons. <laughs> um, I, I, they started out pretty shit, and then they were on like a five game winning streak last year, and they did something similar. I don't think it was as extreme as it was last year. But in 2018, they won like the last like four games out of four or some shit like that. And he seemed to keep his job because he looks like he's going to be good going into next year. So what's what's up? What, what's happening? Are they getting get rid of him? Is this his last year? Or like, is he a good coach? I just don't know. This is actually pretty good timing because we <laughs> we've done our first episode was the Dan Quinn era, and then the last one we talked about the NFC South. So <laughs> yeah, um, the the Falcons themselves over the past couple of years, you know, schemes or not, have just been riddled with like injuries just back and forth and then for some reason Danquid's scheme just hasn't been fulfilled I guess you know he came from the Legion in the boom era but it just hasn't exactly transitioned like maybe he just needs to switch things up mm-hmm. maybe the team's figured out how to defeat Legion of Boom mm-hmm. I don't know but just a combination of those things it just it didn't mix very well yeah okay um yeah that, I mean that's interesting um yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I guess I'm curious where we go, where we go from here in terms of him. Like, it, 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 God, I don't, I don't know. It's so hard to like judge coaches. I know we all have like very visceral reactions if our team loses fans and kind of blame the coach and stuff. But I mean, it's, it's hard to judge them overall. I think, right? Like, I, I, who, who knows what's really going yeah. on? Like weeks of prep, right? Yeah. The, the issue that I have with comparing the two 2018 seasons is the first one, or sorry, the two seven and nine yeah. seasons mm-hmm. is in 2018. It was clear it was all because of injuries. I mean, the offensive line was riddled. Mm-hmm. Both safeties got taken down. I think Trufant got hurt at some point, too. I mean, it was injuries all over the place. Freeman got hurt. So I think ending up 7-9, and nine, Falcons fans kind of were like, okay, that was because there was just so many injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the big issue. This next year, we're going to be healthy. We'll be fine. And last year, 
that our one major injury was Keanu Neal again. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, we were seemingly healthy. Mm-hmm. But even with that, we were just seemingly outmatched every single game. The mm-hmm. defense just could not get any stops. I mean, I remember that Texans game against Deshaun Watson. Where <laughs> oh, he absolutely God. Yeah. Destroyed us. Even the first game against, like, um, the Vikings, we could not stop Dalvin right. Cook to save our life. Right. So it it was just frustrating because they ended up 3-9. and nine, And we thought the defense was going to be better because Dan Quinn said, okay, I'm going to take the defensive coordinator position and fix this. And our defense was probably the worst I'd seen it in the entire Dan Quinn era. And then... <laughs> yeah, it was bad last year. I remember, yeah. Yeah, God. Then we get to the halfway point, and he gives defensive play calling duties to Jeff Ulbrich and Raheem Morris. And all of a sudden we go on a six, two, six and two, um, the rest of the way defeating teams like the saints and the 49ers. And we look like a team we should have expected the whole year. Yeah. Crush the so, Jaguars too. I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, they look, they look good. They looked really good. And that was in the Jaguars were, were tanking, but they were still doing okay. So it wasn't like, wasn't like the worst team ever. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I think at this point it's make or break for Dan Quinn. I, I expect if the Falcons don't, I, I'll give them two things. Either one, they have to make the playoffs, or if they have a good enough record but don't make it, I could see Dan Quinn staying. But if they if they do bad again, if they go seven and nine again, I think they're going to get rid of him. That's fine. Yeah, that would make sense. I, you you can't have back to back to back losing seasons if if like the main reason why you were kept on is because you like made progress to go into next year. That just never like came about, right? I feel right. like that's like one of the reasons you you keep him because it's like oh the end of the year you know we we finally figured it out and we'll figure it out next year too but that didn't that didn't happen last year so we'll see yeah we ruined our draft position yeah that's also we were true to get Chase Young. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean <laughs> good good luck on that uh, okay all right so that's good um let's talk about oh this is a big one how would you grade uh the falcons offseason like draft and free agency and all that stuff we, we can go we can do this ever you guys want but i'm curious to get from you know falcons fans how you feel about it you know, uh, i'll take the first part josh <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i mean uh the, the immediate reaction from the draft was uh very upset because mm-hmm. we were looking to either trade back which mm-hmm. rumors that came out now that the Eagles were willing to come up and, you know, I think they would have taken CD Lamb right there. Mm-hmm. But especially for the corner that we got, that we could have possibly gotten at their right. position. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I think most of everyone had uh, AJ as their, like, third, fourth, or even fifth best prospect at the cornerback position coming in. And then I, th- I think things got better after that. Uh, the Marlon Davidson pick uh, I personally liked. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just there was a couple of players there that I, I think we could have gotten like a uh, maybe some linebacking help or I even think of uh, AJ Ebenezer was there, mm-hmm. yeah, which, uh, which dropped for some reason. Would have rather yeah. had that, but I'm still kind of happy with the Martin Davidson pick. And then the I think our favorite pick of the draft was the the center oh Matt hybrid uh, yeah Matt Hennessy, Matt Hennessy. yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one that almost everyone agreed on. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as like the outside of the draft, uh, Todd Gurley, uh, it's not bad. Cause it's only a one year deal. Mm-hmm. You know, make it or break it. If you do good, cool. If not, then you know it wasn't like we put that much into the position anyways. And we uh we're we're exercising Brian Hill's fifth year option, so we have a mm-hmm. solid backup behind them. And then uh, we lost uh, Trufant. He went to the yeah. Lions. 
and Freeman, who is still in the market right now. And the only problem with those is that at the end of last year, we, we could have traded those pieces away knowing that we weren't going to re-sign them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally fair. Absolutely. Yeah, the, dra- the draft is interesting for me for the Falcons. Um, I, I guess I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it too much. Like, yeah, like you said, AJ Terrell wasn't... He's probably, like, fifth on my board, I want to see. Like, I think I think I had, what, Okuda, Fulton, Henderson, maybe Terrell, or maybe Diggs. Um, something like that. But anyway, yeah, not not great. I did like Marlon Davidson. He's he's fine. The center that you're talking about, the center guard hybrid, I, I, I like him... I was surprised he won the third round, but I guess it made sense. But he he seems like he is a, a way higher higher ceiling. Like he he could definitely. I know a lot of the offensive linemen on the Falcons are, are, are on the older side, right? It'll be good for him to wait behind them, right? Well, yeah, because Alex Mecca, I don't think we're gonna yeah. resign after his contract. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, he's, that's been, true. he's been fantastic for us. He's yeah, he's a only, fantastic you know, player. Light on our line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, <laughs> true. I also like that um that safety you guys got out of. Um, California, he was someone I was looking at as, like, a Jaylen super guy. Jalen Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about him? Um... I felt something behind that. <laughs> I, I had not, honestly... I don't even know if he was on my board at all. Really? Um, because, like, the the thing that I like about Jalen Hawkins is I do think he's a ball hawk. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look up his tape, he's just intercepting... Pa- I mean, he had made this one one-handed interception, like, on the goal line. that He makes awesome highlights him as a base like safety mm-hmm. like if you have have him playing free safety in the nfl i think he's gonna get torched okay. and he he's just not fast which is a big issue that i have with safeties if you're not fast and just some of his instincts are a little questionable he'll mm-hmm. pop you and he can't intercept the ball if he's in the right position which is my <laughs> concern mm-hmm. i think and with the falcons he's gonna play strong safety so he's gonna be keanu Neal's backup and in that role where he's mainly going to be for run support with a little bit of zone coverage. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot more. So as long as they keep him at strong safety, I'm okay with it. But if they try to play him at free safety, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> hey, those are some really good points. Um, I like that a lot. I just, I saw a lot of upside. And anywhere from like the fourth to seventh round, I, I like taking guys with high upside. So that's that's where I come yeah. from on, on that spectrum. But I understand what you're saying. Those are a lot of good points, definitely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk more about like the free agency deals, it seems like there was a lot of turnover from... Like guys who were, you know, on the team for a while, and um, you know, like Trufant, right? Um, Freeman, uh, Hooper, you know, a, yeah. lo- a lot of guys out. Vic Beasley, another guy, right? Yeah. Oh, Devontae Campbell. Ahead. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of guys leaving. Yeah. Right. There, there was definitely a lot of turnover, which mm-hmm. I do think is a bit concerning. Mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest issue going in, whether it be through the draft or free agency, is they needed to fix the pass rushing because, yeah. again, like it falcons seems like Falcons. Yeah. So they lost Vic Beasley, who. Mm-hmm. Other than that one Super Bowl yeah. year, which even then was a little fluky, I think mm-hmm. if Falcons fans would agree. Yeah. I think he never really lived up to his. I think he was pick eight in the draft he came out yeah. in. He never mm-hmm. really lived up to that. So they decided to sign Dante Fowler, mm-hmm. and which he had his, you know, the best year of his career last year. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he can bring that to Atlanta. I because Lord knows we desperately need it. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh hit on the Todd Gurley move. I have openly stated ever since they signed him that was a PR move more than anything because <laughs> I think they want to get Falcons fans to buy tickets. And knowing Todd Gurley from the University of Georgia is playing for the Falcons now, they're just going to want. I think it's a risk move because it's only a one year deal. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. if you manage him properly, he can score in the red zone just run the ball a decent amount of times in a game and make an impact as long as you just do it in a healthy sense. And with all the running backs they have, I think they'll be able to be fine with the committee. 
Mm-hmm. Um, with the guys they lost, most of them I'm okay with, mm-hmm. except for Trufant, because yeah. oh. a lot of people, especially Falcons fans, they see him get burned like once a game, and they think he's absolute trash. Mm-hmm. And Same. if you look at Trufant, <laughs> if you look at Trufant play, yes, he does have those dumb moments, but. I've never thought of him as like this elite top five corner, but Pro Football Focus rated him near like when the Falcons went on their six and two run near the end of last season. They had him rated as a number eight corner, mm-hmm. which I think he's a good top ten, top fifteen type of corner. And I think with how they are now, you know, they picked AJ Terrell as mentioned in the first round, which I was kind of with you. I had him like I think I had him fourth on my board. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred Fulton, but again, Fulton dropped yeah. so long, so who knows? Oh, man. But, He's going to be such a steal. Sorry, I just want to mention yeah. that again. I'll mention that every opportunity I get. <laughs> Fulton is, is going to, it was a major steal at like 56 or some dumb shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was like, I, I remember when I first heard the AJ Terrell pick, because again, when, when I, my guy was Kinlaw, I wanted Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good he fit. He started falling. Mm-hmm. And then the 49ers scooped him up. So I was like, okay. Yeah, when I saw CD then. fall to us, <laughs> I was like, someone wants CD. Trade back, please. Mm-hmm. They did. They took Terrell. I ended up going to my bedroom and I did. But I decided to sleep on it and I did a little bit more studying into Terrell. And mm-hmm. he seems to be a very good fit for the scheme that Quinn wants to run. He's got the length, he's got the size, he's got the instincts. The issue with him is that sometimes he gets a little grabby. And when he's faced against the more precise route runners, like don't put him in the slot. That, that's not where he needs to be. He needs to be on the outside. He can face the bigger guys, but sometimes he gets a little overpowered or just outmaneuvered or whatever. So if he could fix his technique a little bit better, I think he can actually be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, also, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. and just a little rant. Go for it. For all the people that are criticizing A.J. Terrell for that game against LSU in the national championship, two things I want to say. One, you cannot judge a guy by one game. Everyone has a bad game. Yes, I know Jamar Chase absolutely destroyed him. And yes, I know the LSU was the best competition they faced all year. And obviously he's going to face similar, if obviously better competition in the NFL. He had a bad game. You can't judge everyone. If all of us were judged off our worst day, we'd all be terrible people. Second... If you look back at the tape, there were two plays that he got destroyed by Jamar Chase. Outside of that, he was actually having pass breakups, stopping the LSU receivers pretty well. And then the second half, those two plays happened, he just got absolutely destroyed. So I think just let's cool off on the one game, look at him over his entire season, and if you want to judge off one game, then go to the Alabama National Championship when he picked off Tua on the first drive and took it home for a pick six. <laughs> So he, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> good. You can't judge him off just one game. Oh, I, I mean, I totally agree. I watched, I watched as much film as I could on him. A lot of the cornerbacks, and he, he's definitely a good player. Um, yeah, I'm not going to judge him for going up against. Probably, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clearly the best wide receiver and best quarterback combination in the nation for college last year. So, he, oh, it, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to hard to judge. Jamar Chase is a fucking monster. I mean, I know he he wasn't eligible for the draft that, this year, but I, I think next year he's he's going to be a monster. Yeah, I expect he, him to do the same. He thing would have been like. 
I'm safe. I think this year he would have been easy top 10. I could see top five just with how yeah. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I wouldn't blame Terrell definitely for, for a bad game. Even in the national championship, he'd be like, I know that sucks. And you go against more NFL-ready prospects and all that stuff. But, yeah, one bad game is not worthy enough. Like, there's a really good quarterback class, and he was a top five corner. I, I don't think it was a bad choice at all. I think, you know, if they definitely traded down, they probably could have got him later, I think. But, you know, if you want your guy, go get your guy. Like you said, definitely. I would, I would be very into that. Um. I did, I did want to mention before we, we break out something else um, about Fowler. Um, I think he's such an upgrade over Vic Beasley. Um, Fowler has gotten better oh, continually yeah. in all, all of these. Played. I think it was, the deal with the Falcons, I think like a three-year, $48 million, I think that's pretty good. Um, it, it's something like that. I'm, I'm not sure of, of yeah. the exact. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only thing that concerns me with the contract, but I also think it's the only way they could have made it happen is the first year he's making like six million like it's really cheap yeah but then the second and third year it's like 20 and then 24 like it's ridiculous how much money he's making the second and third yeah let me look like, on like sport I, track yeah well, i'm curious how it's structured yeah um no sorry god no that, that was about it Look, oh, but okay, i agree yeah. with you i I, yeah. I think he is definitely an upgrade over vic beasley um i'm hoping he can build off that year that he just had and also i think it's good that he's coming into a situation where he's not the top Defensive lineman, you know, Grady Jarrett is there in the middle. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, he's not getting doubled the entire time. Or if he is getting doubled, mm -hmm. Grady Jarrett can do good. Or if Grady Jarrett's getting doubled, then he can do good. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I mean, he, they, they desperately need a pass rush. Absolutely correct about that. Vic Beasley, I was so on after that that one to the Super Bowl year where he had 18 or whatever or some crazy number of sacks. But he was, he's, he's nowhere near the talent that Fowler's right now. And you get Fowler for the best part of his years 26, 27, 28. It's perfect. He, he's always been good. I mean, I've known him from the Jaguars. I know he was good. He's been good with good off, good defensive lines, so I guess it can be kind of tough to judge him as a, as a person otherwise. But when he came in rotation for the Jaguars and he was, you know, filling in as like a pass rusher and he did the same thing in, um, in St. Or not St. Louis, God, L.A., when he, he can get easy 10 sacks. He, he, he's just a magnet for the ball. I, I, I think his I think he would be a better player now if he didn't get injured in the fucking offseason with the Jaguars. Like, in the first training camp, I'm pretty sure he got hurt. Like, this kid <laughs> yeah, has all the potential in the world. He got off to a slow start, but he eventually got back there. I think he's a really good player. I think you guys got a really good deal getting him. Um, I'd be very happy with that. He's definitely my favorite signing for them. And I like the Gurley signing, too. But I wish wish a team would do, like, a two-year deal with Gurley or something. Because, like, you know, if the Falcons don't make the playoffs this year, then, like, Fuck! What's the point? Like your your running back situation seems a little wonky after after Gurley, right? I mean, I rebuild. You, yeah, I mean, yep. I guess you gotta yep. draft a running back next year or something like that, right? Like, um, I don't know. I just wish a team had signed him for like two years so they can get more out of him because I think Gurley's a good player. You just gotta manage his time correctly, right? I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's why I would say Trufant was a, a good player. I mean, I think I think most people knew that. Um, losing kind of sucks, but I do like their cornerbacks anyway. I've been a huge fan of um. I think he's a third-year player now, and I'm totally blanking on his name. But the other cornerback, Isaiah Oliver. Him. Yeah, Isaiah Oliver. He 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 showed a lot of um, I think, improvement <laughs> since he's been a rookie. Um, and I I think he could be a good player overall. So um, I'd be curious to see what the two. I, I mean, it's gonna be him and and Terrell, right? Oliver and Terrell will be the cornerbacks, right? Yeah, the other corner, like that, right? The other corner is Kendall Sheffield, mm -hmm. who was a rookie last year, but he mainly played in the slot, yeah, which I think it. is gonna be what more he's more relegated to. Yeah. It's not super important, but yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I feel like I mean they they definitely had a lot of turnover, but that's probably good for a team that went back to back seven and nine years. Like I think you either want to you don't want to be there for a long time, right? Ruin your draft position, you don't really go anywhere. You have to pay guys big contracts that are you know good players during that time, and you're not doing anything. Yeah, I, I think that's it's it's probably fine to just you know uh, figure it out with with the turnover. If some of those guys were the problem, or they just need to get younger or whatever, now's a good time to do it, especially if they don't make playoffs. And like you said, they do a rebuild or something. <laughs> 
Um, well, yeah, especially okay. when we're poised, to, mm-hmm. we would be in good position if we were rebuilding right now to yeah. take over yeah. the South in two or three years whenever mm-hmm. Brady and Breeze retire. And yeah, Panthers don't have their quarterback right now. Like I know they have Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater, but yeah. he's not going to be the franchise player after that three-year contract if he makes it that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be an expensive contract and after the three years, I think, too. So it would definitely, um, <laughs> you know, uh, hold them back a little bit, too. But, yeah, I mean, I get that. I mean, the NFC South is maybe the second tough divi- toughest division in football. It's definitely... I mean, I think the top three divisions, and they're all in the NFC, are like are, are all really tough. Like the NFC North, the NFC South, and the NFC um, West are all <laughs> so fucking tough. Yeah, I agree. It's it's like imp- it's it's so tough to even like. I could see three teams coming out of each of those divisions like easy, and I know that it'll be easy to do that now since we've got seven teams coming out. But yeah, I think I think a lot of those teams could be good for it. So it, it's now would be a good time to rebuild, definitely. But I don't know if you want to rebuild with Matt Ryan and Julio. I, I don't know. That's a topic for another conversation, but. Um, anyway, we were talking about the NFC South, so why don't we just look at 2020 predictions? How do you think the NFC South is going to look next year if we play a, game, a season? <laughs> Hopefully we do. Well, we will, and I'm one of those Tom Brady believers and Tampa. Mm-hmm. I just believe that I, I have a hard time seeing it not going wrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I just have them going 13-3 and and taking the division. You have the Tampa Bay doing that? Yeah, because uh, gotcha. I mean, once again, you get you get to go. Uh, you already had uh, your your needs were the secondary and the offensive line, and they addressed that in the draft. Mm-hmm. They already had a, a great run defense towards the end of the year. Todd Bowles really turned that team around, and I believe in Bruce Arians and his system. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Where where do you think the Falcons fall? I'm gonna have them go with third at eight and eight, and then Dan Quinn is gonna be gone. <laughs> He improved his record. How can you fire him after that? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, okay. All right. What, what do you think? Um, I've actually got the Saints winning the division at 11-5. and five, mm-hmm. And I think partial of that is because all the NFC South schedules are ridiculously hard. And I also think that all I think even the Panthers, who I have going last at 6-10, and 10, I still think they're going to be a good 6-10 and 10 for as good of a 6-10 and 10 could be. Mm-hmm. I think they're a talented team. And I think the NFC South in general is just going to beat each other up. Mm-hmm. which is going to cause those records to fall a little bit. But I like the Saints overall a little bit better, mainly with the mm-hmm. secondary. I take the Saints secondary over the Buccaneers secondary, and I think that'll be the difference. Mm-hmm. For the Falcons, I also have them third, nine and seven, mm-hmm. which I don't expect that to be enough to make the playoffs, even with the extra wild card spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if nine and seven will be enough to keep Dan Quinn. So that's, that mm-hmm. I'm still on the, the boat with that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I could see. I mean, I, I try not to buy into the hype of offseason teams, but man, it feels like Tampa Bay is like semi can't miss unless they just get like a bunch of injuries. Because I think, like you said, their offensive line, their secondary, although to be fair, their secondary, the oldest guy on there was like 25 and they played a pretty good. Uh, they had a pretty good year, um, statistically, at least. Um, and, I, and I watched all of their games. Um, I just finished uh, finished up watching all, all the games in Tampa Bay, like specifically focusing on their secondary. I thought they were pretty good. Um, and they got who I think we can talk about later. One of my favorite guys in the draft, Anton Winfield. I was um, so mad. When oh yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, such a good, dude. They had such a good draft. But anyway, um, we can talk about that in a bit. But yeah, I think I think the uh, the Saints. There's like almost nothing wrong with that team for the most part. Like, I mean, they locked up uh, one of their linemen, right? I think Ram Ramchak or, or someone. They locked him up for like five years. They've got like a plan to go after Breeze is gone. You know, they'll figure something out. But everything else looks really good for them. Like, I don't see them. I think their floor is super low, like ten wins. The Falcons are definitely you know up and down. I think the Panthers are going to be definitely real rebuilding this year. Although I think Rule will do a good job and there'll be like a quick turnaround possibly. But I mean, everything they've done from training away Troy Turner to 
um, you know, losing Luke Kuechly to, to retirement and stuff like that. There's, I don't think there's any way they can compete. They can't get back that talent, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though they spent that whole draft entirely on defense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, even though it was a good draft, you know, but, you know, none of those picks are proven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I, the only issue that I had with the Panthers draft, even though, I, like, I'm glad they went, well, not that I'm glad, but I understand <laughs> that the whole time. Yeah. Um, as much as I think Derek Brown is going to be a beast, I still think they t- should have taken Isaiah Simmons because of Luke Keekley retiring. I think they have a gigantic gaping hole at linebacker right now. Mm-hmm. And I think their, their defensive line is fine the way it is. So mm-hmm. I do think Derek Brown will be great, but I'm really glad they didn't take Simmons. Oh, okay. We have a disagreement because I fucking hate Isaiah Simmons. I think he's trash. Um, but that's that's uh, really? <laughs> that's, that's different. Yeah, I don't like Isaiah Simmons. I think he's I think he's a, a jack of all trades. Um, watching his film last year, he, I think I think personally, I think he fits more as a blitzing, but decently cover a good covering like three four linebacker. I, I I'm not sold on Isaiah Simmons. I think he's pretty. I think Derek Brown also has the like lowest floor of any defensive draft prospect in that draft. I think he was. I think he's solid to go from day one. I think it was a really good pick to go with Quan Short. I'm pretty sure it's still there, right, in, in Carolina. Um, I, I could be so, wrong. Yeah. yeah, but I, I just I don't like Isaiah Simmons. I think he I think he's he's not a first rounder, or he shouldn't have been taken in the first round. I was very happy when he went over the Jaguars because I thought they were sniffing around him. Um, I just I don't like Isaiah Simmons. He he played I think 200 snaps at like every position, and he didn't stand out at any of them to me. Um, but I think he looks best as like a three four a blitzer, and that's not what you want from the eighth overall pick. I, I just I don't like him. But that's, I mean, that's why you guys won't disagree. That's totally fair. I'm here for debate. I love, I love different ideas, boys. I mean, I, I honestly really, really liked him. Um, I, I do, I will say, I do agree with the fact that the fact that Clemson played him in so many different spots, I think is a gift and a curse because on one side, he's got a ton of versatility. So you could like play in the slot, you could play safety, you could play all the linebacker spots. He rushed the passer. But at the same time, I do agree with you. He didn't really stand out at anything limits him in that sense and i do think coming in like i think his first like two or three games you could see him being a little rusty depending on how the cardinals decide to play him mm-hmm. but if i think if you play him right which i do think is as an outside linebacker or somewhere depending on the system mm-hmm. i i think he could honestly dominate but after his um the combine i had no doubt he was gonna end up going in the top 10 to be honest i was kind of yeah, surprised yeah. he fell as far as he did well, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of where he was going, yeah, I, I, I had him in the top 10, too. I, I didn't, like, not in terms of draft talent, but just in terms of where you go. Because I, I, guys have fallen in love with him. I thought the Lions were going to take him, honestly, at three. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I someone was going to fall in love with him, another, where other teams just wouldn't. So I, I get that. Um, I would never say that he—I would never, like, predict him to go out of there, but I just don't think he's as talented as the rest of these guys. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll be watching his career with great interest, so that's, that's for sure. Um I'm pretty interested. Um, but anyway, um, so I think we're we're good with our uh, NFC South or and yeah, NFC South looks. Um, do you guys have any early Super Bowl predictions? Um, just to kind of go against the grain, and mm-hmm. only because it's, it's actually really hard to get in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I'm not picking the Chiefs, but I mean, I'd be surprised if they, if they didn't make the the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. But, um. I'm really hot on the Colts this year, to be honest. And I think if they made it to the AFC champ, I think they're a team that can pair extremely well against the Chiefs and ultimately take the AFC title. And then on the other side, I, I'm just a big believer in the Bucks this year. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I get that for sure. 
Um, I, I'm not. I, it, it's so tough to predict now. I feel like I, it's hard for me to comment on that. But it's an, it's a fine <laughs> prediction, you know. Like we're just throwing. I'm just throwing shit at the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So what do you think? Um. For me, I got. I think the Ravens. I I really like the Ravens this year. I really like their draft. I like the team they're bringing back, mm-hmm. and I think Lamar with how the Titans game turned out, I think this learning experience for him. And I think he can get them back to the super or get not back to the super, but get them to the super bowl. Yeah. Um, and then for the NFC, I'm actually taking the Seahawks who, which I really, I don't know. I just got a feeling about them this year and I actually don't have the Seahawks winning the division, mm. but I do think Ooh, they can find a way to getting to. Yeah. So I, I, I have a feeling they're going to get to the super bowl. I just, I think Russell Wilson's going to have an absolutely phenomenal year. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, so you think Baltimore got you, Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, those th- those are both fine for both of you. Like, I, I don't know how to comment on either. I think, you know, Baltimore has a bigger chance, uh, a small chance, but, like, if Lamar gets hurt or something, you know, goes wrong like that, I think, you know, they, they could be very dumb, but they have a great defense. I liked a lot of what they did in the offseason, for sure. Signing Judon to the, the tenders, good not signing to a long-term deal, getting Calais Campbell for a sixth-round pick or fifth-round pick, whatever the fuck it was, super easy. How did um, that happen? And the Jaguars, he's a 33-year-old um, player who's, who owes two more years of 10-plus million on his deal. Like, it makes sense. They weren't going to keep him. Um, and they got something out of it, so at least there's that. But he was the heart and soul of the defense of the past three years, so I'm very sad to see him go. Um, and, I mean, dude, I I mean, if, if we go back to talk about the Titans, fucking Jarrell Casey got traded for a seventh-round pick. I don't know how these interior defensive <laughs> guys. That bizarre. Like, I, I don't understand so how this bizarre. happens. Yeah, it's crazy. To I me. was like, fucking what? Bananas. Like... And I think he like <laughs> called out the team on social media. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, I did. I tweeted about <laughs> I that. I thought that yeah, was that hilarious. Was I was yeah. like, a seventh rounder? Like, oh, that's a steal as I've ever seen one. Yeah. Oh my god. Such a like that's what you think of me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was something like that, right? Um, yeah. He he. Uh, I think he had another. He had a big deal, and I guess the Titans just didn't want to pay it because they had you know the two guys coming up. But still, it's just it's a travesty that that's all they could get for him. Anyway, um, so for for my picks, uh, I think I'm going Green Bay. And I'm, I'm just going to go Kansas City because I don't know. I Like, Mahomes was hurt for, like, four games last year, and they still won the Super Bowl. Like, I don't, I don't know how. I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it feels like they have a 50% chance to, like, make it and, like, a probably, like, a 50% chance to, like, win it all. I just, I don't know what's, like, too wrong with that team. Like, they've got a great coach. They've got a great quarterback. They've got an improved defense. Like, that's kind of all you need. Um, in the modern NFL. So I got them. And I really like Green Bay because I think they have a really complete team. Aaron Rodgers is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He can do it again. I believe in him. They did lose. Was it Balaga? I, I think they, lo- they lost yeah. an offensive line. Right, Balaga? Yeah, they lost him. But they still got a great a great young secondary. Kenny Clark is probably one of the most underrated defensive players in the entire in the entirety Absolutely. of football. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so, like, they've still got a really good team. The two um, Smith brothers combined for, like, 30-something sacks last year. Like, they were a dominant defense They've got a, a good offense, good enough offense. I think Alan Lazard's going to really show up this year. Um, he's someone I'm really keeping an eye on for fantasy, too. Um, I, I think they're just a good team. So I'd, I'd like to see those two, or I think those two will make the Super Bowl. Early season predictions, but whatever. We'll I would see. love to see that at Super Bowl, to be honest. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it wouldn't be a repeat of 2018, which is something we all want to f- avoid and forget, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Um, all right, so um, let's do. let's just run down some quick um you know uh accolades like uh who do you guys think is going to win offensive and defensive rookie of the year do you guys have any any opinion on it yeah yeah um for offensive rookie of the year i'm gonna go jerry judy initially just because i still think he's i just i think he's gonna do really good this year Mm -hmm. um and i think with 
I think there's gonna be it's gonna be a close race because I think a lot of these receivers are probably gonna do close to the same statistic wise. I think just Jerry Judy just a little bit higher. Um, defensive player of the year, I'm really like torn about because there's a lot of guys I could see getting it. I could see Okuda getting it, mm-hmm. um, depending on how he does with the Lions. I could see Derek Brown getting it. Mm-hmm. My initial reaction, which I think is funny after we just had this debate, is Simmons. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. one of the only reasons why is because that Cardinals defense is so horrendous that I think he's going to shine just because he'll be one of the most talented guys on the field. Just because sure. outside of Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson, they don't really have anybody else. So I think he's going to just make a bunch of plays for the fact that that defense doesn't have that many playmakers. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just not a fan of Isaiah Simmons, so I'm not going to um, say anything about him. But yeah, I mean, uh, offensive rookie of the year, there are like eight different guys I could pick. Um, what, what do you, what do you yeah. think? Well, I was going back and forth between CEH and Lamb, and uh, I'm just going to go with Lamb just because I know he's going to get mm-hmm. you know, 100 plus targets F that. And then I know Amari is going to play a full 16 game season. And I think he'll just fill that mm-hmm. role like immediately. Mm-hmm. And then on the defensive side, I ultimately went to Derek Brown uh, just because you know, Luke Keekley's going to be the only thing that's going to shine on that defense, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's totally fair for for that kind of rationale. That that, that makes a lot of sense. I think for both of them. Um, I think Derek Brown, like I said before, is like one of the most NFL ready prospects we had in the draft. I think. Um, so I I totally agree with that. I think I think he's probably our front runner. Um, for my guys, I'm gonna go with Antoine Winfield for or Winfield. I don't know if I can say his name. Antoine Winfield for defensive player, and I think Pittman will win um, offensive. Um, but I'm excluding Joe Burrow because. Um, I think he probably has like he's probably like kind of locked in for it. I think he's a really good player, but otherwise, I think Pittman will, will really benefit from a like I think you guys talked about Indianapolis, you know, possibly making the Super Bowl and stuff like that and being a really good team. So I think that'll help his status in terms of winning Rookie of the Year. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of targets that you know guys like what what's his name Zay not Zay Jones I think but like whoever the wide receivers were for Indianapolis that I can't even remember anymore who were trash uh, last year. Pascal. Yeah, pa- Zach Pascal, fuck it, and these trash guys. Michael Pittman's so much better than them. Um. I, I think yeah. he'll have a really good opportunity there. And I also just, I love Winfield. He is going to a team that I think, like we said, is going to be very good this year. I think that'll help, help out his stock. Um, he's going into a, a young secondary, but a really good defense, especially the front seven. Um, I'm very excited for him to play. He was like my top safety in the draft. Um, huge fan of him. So I think that's just, I want a little bit of a dark horse rather than um, picking Burrow and, I don't know, like, like Akuda, which I think are guys who just, you know, from name value, like, you know, Kyler Murray won last year, won Offensive Rookie of the Year, but um, some guy named Gardner Minshew had better stats and won, I think, just about the same <laughs> amount of games in four less games. But name recognition uh, does it, you know? Like, it, it does I, it sometimes. I will still fight that I think Josh Jacobs should have won. Yeah, I agree with that. Josh, Josh Jacobs, won. yeah? That's yeah, interesting. I, I mean, that's an argument I haven't heard if you want to lay it out. I'm curious. I mean, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think yeah, yeah. I think he had over 1,000 yards. Um and I don't know. I just, in terms of like the entire season, I just, you could see the dominance that he had. And if they would have just passed the ball to him out of the backfield, he's a pass catcher and they just did not use him. Mm-hmm. But just as a runner, he looked really, really good. But I will also agree with you. Kyler Murray, just number one pick, name recognition. Yeah. Like there were times where he looked okay, but other times, I mean, it looked like he was a little overmatched, which granted that Cardinals team wasn't very talented around him. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, so it's, oh, well. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair. I just, um, 
I'm just gonna plug Minshew. Like I don't I don't think I think Murray have a better career than Minshew. Like I think Murray's really good. Um and he's you know has the pedigree to back it up and Minshew, you know, one year wonder so far, we'll see. But like name recognition does do it because Gardner had better stats. Like it's just it's just undeniably true. Um but any anyway, um I've gone on a few Jaguars rants here. I guess it's the heat getting to me, right? That's what I'm going to blame it on. <laughs> um, well, just to go back on Pittman, I think yeah, Pittman yeah. is like uh, my favorite uh, back yes. of the draft as far as fantasy-wise picks to get. Oh, just yeah. Because Philip Rivers loves those big guys, mm-hmm. especially in the red zone. And he's mm-hmm. got a better O-line. It's going to be the best O-line he's ever had. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's funny, too. Like, I, I think the Chargers actually have a, a really improved O-line this year, too, um, which I think is... is Hilarious. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. Pittman, I, I think he was, I think he was clear cut a first round talent. I mean, he got taken with the second pick in the, in the second round of the draft. He was pretty clearly a first round talent. I think teams just, you know, had other options. So like he's, he's got the pedigree. He's got teams interested in him. He's going to a really good situation. I just don't see a lot of reasons besides injury why he would, he would uh, flounder there. But, you know, rookies are, are tough to look at. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes in a while. But um, yeah, do you guys, uh, so the last one I think I wanted to do was MVP. Who do you think uh, is your your front runner for MVP going into the year? My front runner right now would have to be Russell Wilson. I just have a feeling he's going to have a phenomenal year. I think he had a phenomenal year last year that kind of got put under the radar a little bit. Um, I think that he's almost going to be Aaron Rodgers like from a few years ago and carry that Seahawks team into the playoffs and onward. I think I think the pieces around him are going to be improved. I think DK Metcalf is going to be improved. I think Tyler Lockett will take a step. And I think the yeah. running game will be good enough, if given that all the running backs are healthy, good enough to make a very balanced team. And I think I, I my front runner right now would be Wilson. Mm, fair. Dang it. <laughs> 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 hey, man, you want to say yeah. it too? That's fine. Yeah, uh, Jonah and I do this a lot, but <laughs> I, also, I also had Russell going. <laughs> for for I mean, all the same reasons, you know, I mean, uh, I love Lockett. And DK is going to uh, come in. I really think he's going to take over that Doug Baldwin role that uh, Russell hasn't had ever since he retired. And even in his last year when he was uh, injury riddled. Mm-hmm. And he just has the ability to carry a team on him. And I, I I really think he's kind of been saving Pete Carroll's bacon, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. No, totally. Um, Russell Wilson's a good choice, too, because it, it's hard. I feel like whatever committee does this, whoever votes this, never really wants to pick, like, the same guys, even if they do. So, like, Lamar and Mahomes, you know, they, they could be pretty easily, like, the dudes. But um, I think I think guys, for whatever reason, like to pick, like, you know, whoever had, like, the most standout year, not who had, like, the continuation. You know, like, I think Trout should win MVP every year for MLB because he's the best player in the league. But, like, that doesn't always happen because te- guys have, like, you know, better one-off career years, right? Um, yeah, he's on the Angels, too. Yeah, also true. Yeah, boom. Yeah, we'll we'll see in the the fifty game season that's gonna happen. We'll see, see how that shit goes. Oh, geez, I don't even get started. Yeah, it's okay. I don't either. I just uh, I I feel like I get the same fucking like update text. It's like they're rejecting the offer, but the players really want to play. The owner sent a new offer. The players really want to play, but we're not doing it. It's like uh, uh, that's a topic for another time. But I feel like I get the same text updates over and over again. Like fifty game season, season games. The players want to play. The owners haven't been reasonable. It's like yeah. same shit every time. Sorry, it's I really about that. I will gladly come back on your show to rant for this for about an hour. Like it's <laughs> there's so much bad that you could rant over this entire uh, situation. Very true, very true. It's this is just all year. about baseball just being old and too <laughs> slow to make any kind of changes or even do anything. Yeah, I mean, starting up with like the Astros like fucking shitstorm this season. It's been a horrible year for baseball, right? Like, you know? Um, twenty twenty, everybody. Yeah, oh, I mean I guess true. It's been a horrible year for everyone in every sense for the most part. Uh, <laughs> but you know. 
Uh, that's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some merit to possibly, you know, like a Tom Brady MVP resurgence here. He's got really good players. He's on a winning team, which we think, you know, he can still throw yeah. the deep ball. He can sling it. Um, I'm not convinced that he he isn't someone who could be a front runner. Um, yeah, I mean, him no, and I agree because I definitely guys. have him going 13 and three. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, he, that it was between him and Russell for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell's a really good one, honestly, because he, I, people know how good he is, so it's not like he'll ever be forgotten. If he has another career year, dude, he's he's in it for sure. Um, I was gonna, say, I was thinking about Watson, just because I know he's gonna have to carry that team so hard, but I don't know if he'll have any receivers to throw to by like week seven, so we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like he, he's someone I could see throwing for 5,000 yards and the team being like eight and eight and him just being like, why did I do all this for no reason? Um, I can see that being a very, I can see that happening very easily. He'll be, um, the, he'll be the Drew Brees of the Saints team that went seven and nine. For like yeah, five d- yeah, I can see that actually, though, like, except that he doesn't have Marquise Colson. Although, well, they have Cooks now, right? Cooks is real. I like Cooks. Um, well, he's not, like, if, if he's not concussed, concussed year, though, yeah, 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 sure, that's true, that's, that's fair. <laughs> and I mean, he's not DeAndre Hopkins, so <laughs> and then we'll, pull, we'll pull like both his hamstrings in the same game or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right, cool. So I think that's that's all I've got. Um, right, I think we're good. All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to just um, <laughs> plug your stuff again, and then we'll, we'll, we'll sign out. Okay, yeah. Uh, we're JJ Talks. Uh, we're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple. We're on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook under JJ Talks, and we're also on Instagram and Twitter at JJ Talks Pod. Awesome. I mean, it was a, it was a, it's a good time talking with you guys. I mean, I think I'm going to be in your podcast soon, so that's a, we'll keep talking and hanging out. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I had a good time here. You guys are, you guys are good to talk to. I'm, I'm glad we can do this. Um, and anytime I've got any Falcon stuff, I'm going to come directly to you guys. So, <laughs> trying awesome. to build up my audience of guys with teams I can go to on certain shit. So. You know, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll come on your podcast and we can talk about that soon. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace, All right. Thanks for having us. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L. <laughs>